This is Invest Talk. Independent thinking, shared success. Justin Klein and Steve Peasley stand ready to take your finance and investment questions and share their unbiased answers. Invest Talk is made possible by KPP Financial, a registered investment advisor firm serving clients throughout the United States. The clarity for your path forward starts now. Here is KPP Financial President, Financial Advisor, Steve Peasley. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Invest Talk. It is Friday, July 28, 2023. I'm Steve Peasley. I'm here today to help you become a better investor. That's my job. I hope that's one of my jobs anyways. And I can do that by giving you some data and my own perspective on what's going on. And of course, I've developed this perspective over the last 50 years as I've been investing you know, over that period of time. So uh, I'm going to blend all my recommendations and comments with what you, the listener, ask. Your questions drive the topic selection. You drive the show. I don't. You do. So what do you want to talk about? A couple of interesting things happening today, but what do you want to talk about? And that's what this is all about. You ask the questions, and I'm going to answer. My phone lines, Talk phone lines never change. 888-99-CHART. You can call right now. We're live, 4 to 5 Pacific time, Monday through Friday, so that means we're live right now. 888-992-4278. My focus point today looks at the story. U.S. bank regulators have unveiled sweeping changes for capital requirements. And they've been working on these things for years. And you know, I've been around so long. They've done this all over the decades, off and on, off and on. Every time there's a banking crisis, they've changed the rules. And then they think those rules are good. And then another type of banking crisis happens. And these, these regulations they're unveiling now, it's not going to stop it. This just happens to be, you know, cycles and everything. And one of them is banking cycle. Uh, and every so often, you know, people invest or the banks get crazy. You know, something happens. Always something happens. And they keep trying to tighten and tighten and tighten the regulations and thinking that's going to work. Well, it doesn't. We'll talk about that a little bit more. Yeah, it does help. You know, I don't want to say it doesn't work at all. It does. But... I'll talk about what they did last time and what the result was, and it wasn't a good thing. So we'll talk about that's going to be the main talking issue today. Time permitting, I also want to talk about uh, second quarter GDP. It grew, and they reported today. High-yielding savings accounts. Have you ever heard of that? HYSA, high-yielding savings accounts. Well, I think we need to discuss that. And... Uh, you know, look, you know, we've had a pretty good six months, right? I mean, every, well, I look back and, and, and there's, this happened f- five of the last six months, the market was up. What happens the rest of the year after that has happened in the past? Market up or down? So we'll talk about that. And something I didn't get to yesterday that I would like to get to today, the SECURE Act 2.0 passed in December. Okay, there's been changes in your in certain clauses in the 401k program. I want to see make sure I get to that today if I can. 
And, of course, there's voice bank questions that people have left. Uh, economic indicators. Someone wants to talk about KBR. Do you know who KBR is? Well, if you don't, I will talk about KBR. It, it, and that's KBR Inc. And so we got a lot of plan. Always do. Friday is always busy. You know, I'm going to give you some pieces of the premium newsletter, the KPB premium newsletter. So... We need to get started. I'm looking for your calls. You can call right now. We're taking live calls at 888-99-CHART. How'd the market do today? What did it do? It was up big. Dow was up 177. The NASDAQ was up 267 points. And the S&P 500 up 45 points. So it's a pretty broad market rally today. So... Let's go ahead and take our first voicemail caller, and we'll do that right now. Stephen, Justin, this is Art from Tucson calling in about Goodyear Tire Rubber, GT. Seems to be in a uptrend, a recovery trend, and I wondered uh, what you thought about it at this price, if it's a good time to get in. We think the momentum will continue in the stock. And I'll listen on the podcast. Thank you. Okay, Goodyear Tire manufactures tires and rubber-related and rubber related chemicals for transportation and industrial markets. Uh, they're going to make $0.91 cents this year after making $1.30 last year and two oh nine the year before. But next year, they're going to have a very good year, $1.68. So it's going to go from $0.91 cents a share to $1.68 a share in earnings. Uh, sales have, can slow, have been slowing the last year. Four quarters ago, sales grew 31%, then 8%, 6%, now only 1%, 1% in the March quarter. So, you know, it's not been a very strong sales cycle at this point. That happened a, a year to two years ago when sales grew quite strongly. They have a pretty good amount of debt. A management owns 2%. Mutual funds uh, have been slowly selling it off in the last year. Great cash flow at $4.22, and it's a $4.5 billion company. The P.E. ratio, looking forward, is 17. It's not cheap enough for me. The range is 4 to 36 in the last five years, so 17 is right in the middle, and it's, to me, that's just not enough for me. That's not enough discount for me, and there's no growth I wouldn't. I'd stay away from it. I don't think it has. I don't think it has any catalyst to pop up. I mean, it could get into the low twenties from it's sixteen oh eight today, but you know that's as far as it's going to go. Anyways, that's Goodyear Tire symbol GT. So as we break, let me tell you about a new video feature we are producing. It's called the Invest Talk Sector Spotlight. And it's free, just like most of our stuff is. It's free. You can do it. You can download it right now and watch it on YouTube. The first episode talks about technology, the technology, technology sector, and the rapid innovation. Of course, it's been rapidly innovating forever. We also discuss artificial intelligence, blockchain, cloud computer, software as a service. So those things are what we discuss. The Invest Talk, Invest Talk sector spotlight. You can view it now on YouTube. My phone lines are open and waiting for your questions. 888-99-CHART. When listener questions are played on the Invest Talk podcast, 
How do you guys determine a value stock? The caller voices are amplified many thousands of times. Just wanted to get your opinion on JP Morgan and BAC. How do you see this uh, looking forward? I'm 25 years old and have a question about retirement funds. And the unbiased answers from Justin Klein. That's why it's trading so cheap because there's a lot of regulatory risk. And Steve Peasley. I, I kind of like it here. If I was going to buy Tyson Food, this is where I'd buy it. Benefit the entire Invest Talk community. Thank you for what you guys do. That's why 24 7, rain or shine, no matter how simple or how complex, your questions make a difference. Symbol BKE, what's your outlook? And Invest Talk is made better by the power of you. So don't forget to call 888 99 Chart. Steve Peasley is here and ready to take your calls live. Invest Talk, 888-99-CHART. The U.S. regulators came out today. They unveiled a sweeping set of proposed changes for banks' capital requirements. This is our main talking point. Banks' capital requirements. Remember, we've done this before, okay? It wasn't that many years ago we did it again. Now they've changed them again. Uh, the heightened requirements apply to all banks with at least $100 billion, $100 billion in assets. And the changes are expected to impact the biggest and most compl- complex banks the most. At least that's what they said. Now, as you look at it, do you remember last time they required the banks to have more capital, more, more, uh, more backup, more capital mean more cash, more liquid assets on their books, so that if something happens, they have money to pay back the depositors and everything else. And a lot of uh, banks took this as to mean to have more uh, more uh, treasury bills and bonds, and, and they did. Most of them did. They did. As a matter of fact, the ones, the Silicon Bank that went bankrupt, that was the problem. They had a, too much federal long-term treasury bills, which is supposed to be, quote-unquote, the safest out there, right? Because it's U.S. government-backed, U.S. treasury bills. Well, the problem is that when you raise interest rates and you raise them real fast when you're the Federal Reserve, it makes bonds worth less. So the bonds are worth less, and that compounded an already nervous investor in the bank's and they wanted their money out, and they wanted it out now, and that caused a problem. So now what are they going to do? They're going to make them have more capital on their books. Oh, isn't that what they tried to do before? <laughs> Anyways, there's also a long phase-in period for this. Uh, they have until July 2028. Remember, it's 2023 now. They have until the 20, 2028 to fully comply with the changes. And there's going to be a lot of back and forth, back and forth. And, and it really probably, in my personal opinion, probably won't make a lot of difference. You know, because I think the banks are already pretty darn safe as it is. And therefore, it's really not going to make a lot of difference. And, you know, yes, the banks will have another crisis at some point. We're going to take a quick break. Please remember that you can call anytime and leave your questions on our Invest Talk Voice Bank anytime. You can call. If you're listening live via the stream or on AM 1220 out of the Silicon Valley area, you can call now. 888 99 Chart. 
Now is a good time to call Invest Talk. A warrant is a right to buy shares of stocks at a certain price. What's your question? Would you recommend to put all my funds right away in the market? Or you recommend dollar cost average? Got a question for Steve or Justin? 888-99-CHART. The stock market is volatile. It's constantly changing. So how are you positioned? Is your portfolio properly balanced? Or are you taking unnecessary risks? You can get guidance anytime for free if you go to investtalk.com and take the brief risk quiz. Hey, Steve and Justin. This is Josh Cohen from the United Kingdom. I just took a new job out here in England, and my company offers me a chance to purchase their stock at a 5% discount. The stock is KBR, Kilo, Bravo, Romeo. And I just kind of wanted to get your take on this stock and if this might be a good idea for me um, as I move forward. Thank you. Bye. Okay, well, it's a solid company. KBR Inc. uh, provides uh, science, tech, engineering, and logistics support solutions to government and companies around the world. It's $8.4 billion. They announced a $100 million buyback back in June. Um, and that's, you know, nothing major, but probably about 7%, uh, by 7% of the outstanding stock. Um, so, you know, it's, it's not bad. Uh, the company is very healthy, um, 23% return equity. It's just a little expensive. Uh, P.E. ratio is 22. Uh, going forward, they're going to make $3.61 next year. It's a $62 stock, so it's kind of spent expensive. Uh, the range is 8 to 24 on the five-year range of the P.E. range. You, If you get a 5% discount, that's not a great discount. It's not going to make it cheap because you're getting at a discount. But the company is solid. Pays a nine tenths of one percent dividend, and mutual funds are buying. Our institutional buyers have been uh, putting more and more money into the company. There were six hundred ninety-three institutions a year ago, September, and now June, just past June, there was seven hundred forty-seven. So, you know, they are buying. Management owns one percent. It's a good, solid company. Nothing wrong with it. It's just you're buying at a little, a little on the high side at this point. Still a good company, though. 888-99 chart. You know, we haven't talked about the Fed, and they raised a great quarter point because that was totally expected. We talked about it in the last couple of weeks to expect a quarter point. Of course, this week they did. So, uh, and, you know, I know Justin probably talked about it, but I, I didn't see a need for me to talk about it. However, the second quarter GDP came in at 2.4%. It was supposed to slow down, and it didn't. That's, that was higher than expectations. Consumer spending on the big ticket items in the quarter really were the driver of the economy. And jobless claims hit their lowest level since February. So the economy itself is doing quite well, despite the Federal Reserve raising interest rates, trying to slow it down. I mean, it, it has been successful in slowing it down. I mean, 2.4 isn't you know, huge growth, but our average growth of our GDP is 3% a year, 3, 3.3% a year. And so, you know, have they been successful to reducing inflation? Inflation has come down and you got to give the credit to some of the credit to the Federal Reserve, but, 
you know, also you got to give more than some of the credit to just the um, just the oil and natural gas industries who've come down in prices since they spiked. So that's what came out, you know, was it yesterday or the day before about economics uh, and the economy itself. High yield, okay, well, I better get to this. On Fridays, you know, I generally do a quick rundown on some of the benchmark numbers. Uh, Two-year treasury is 4.85, and three years ago is 4.9, so it came down a little bit. And, of course, long time ago, 71 weeks ago, it was 1.9. And then if you go back 83 weeks, it was 0.64. That was the low mark, okay? But now it's 4.8, down from 4.9 a week ago. Ten-year treasury is 3.95. It was 3.83, so the 10-year treasury yield went up, where the two-year treasury yield went down. What does that mean? Well, it means that the spread, remember, it's already inverted. It's, it's already not a good situation where it's inverted, but at least for this week, it started to uh, try to reduce that amount in inversion. But it doesn't mean much yet. We've got to see a much better trend than that. Two-year Treasury yield, you know, is, is something. The 10-year Treasury yield at 3.95 is not a lot, but obviously people are starting to buy it. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Gold. Gold, $1,960 an ounce. Uh, last week's $1,963. So it went down three bucks. Uh, it was $1,800. Dollars an ounce, eighteen oh six. What a year and a half ago, silver. Uh, silver was uh, at twenty four thirty two, up two cents from a month, month and a half ago. So you can see that's. And if you go back a year and a half ago, it was twenty three ninety four. So it has barely budged. Oil seventy nine dollars and seventy seven cents a barrel. Last week it was seventy-seven twenty-five, so it went up. Two weeks ago it was seventy-five, so it's been up. Six weeks ago it was seventy-one, almost seventy-two. So oil has been going up. Isn't that inflationary? Yes, it is. So inflation, if it keeps staying high and keeps going up, that's going to affect inflation numbers in a negative way. Again, in other words, inflation is going to pick up. Uh, national average for gasoline, $3.73. Here in California, I'm paying like $5.10, $5.20 at the pump. Just letting you know. We're moving to a quick break, everybody. My phone lines are o- are always open, always at Invest Talk, 888 99Chart. Let's say you've been thinking about learning a new language. Okay. Why? I mean, how would it come in handy? And where would you want to use it? Could it be that you have an upcoming international trip? Or maybe you want to connect with family members or friends from a different culture? I think you should know about Rosetta Stone. With millions of users, it's been the world's most trusted language learning program for 30 years. Rosetta Stone is available on your desktop or as an app with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. It has a built-in, patented speech recognition engine called True Accent. 
So as you practice speaking, you'll get feedback on how well you pronounce words. With Rosetta Stone, you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. It's an intuitive process designed for long-term retention. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in your new language. Rosetta Stone is an amazing value, so your special skill set is within easy reach. You know you want to do this, so don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, InvestTalk listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off now at rosettastone.com today. The stock market is constantly changing. And now with more than 50 million downloads, Justin Klein and Steve Peasley reaffirm their commitment to providing unbiased finance and investment guidance here on InvestTalk, 888-99-CHART. Uh, hey, Justin or Steve. Um, happy Friday. I'm calling in to ask about a stock called Tatron Components, ticker symbol T-A-I-T. They engage in the supply of original design and manufactured electronic components, distribution of brand name electronic components, sort of a seller of general uh, semiconductors, commodity integrated circuits, optional electronic devices, general electronic components in general. That's a micro cap, market cap of $24 million, but no debt, $8 million of cash on the balance sheet, so about $16 million enterprise value. What interests me is trailing 12 months are about $2 million, so let's call it a uh, PE of 8. More interestingly is two years ago they were doing $4 million in net income. So PE of four. So they have the ability to make about double what they're making now at an enterprise value of $16 million. They pay a 5% dividend yield, and as I said, have $8 million in cash on the balance sheet. No debt. They've been growing the dividend. I'm wondering what you guys think about the business, the um, reliability of these cash flows, and their ability to maintain this pretty strong dividend. Thanks so much. Have a good one. Bye. Okay, Tatron Components, T-A-I-T is the symbol out of Valencia, California, and it does it distributes rectifiers, diodes, transistors, bridges, uh, and other electronic devices and passive components. And as you said, it's $24 million. It's a, at a $24 million market cap, it's very, very, very small. They do $2,100,000 worth of sales in the March quarter. Okay, and that was up 35% from a year ago. Uh, so when a company is very small like this, it's very high risk. And when they're paying a 5% dividend, um, the first thing that comes to my mind is why are they paying a dividend? Why don't they rest, reinvest all their money to grow the company? Instead of paying out to you and me as the shareholders, shouldn't they concentrate on growing their money. Management owns 55% of the company. Uh, institutional investors, 25% of the company, but there's only 16 institutional investors because they're, it's so small. I mean, they only do 44,000, well, 
average 50-day average volume is 18,800 shares. Uh, this is a very high risk with sporadic sales growth. Therefore, I would probably stay away from it. It's just too small. Return equity is good at 21%, but too small for me. Too small and too risky. The KPP Premium Newsletter was finished today, and it will be distributed to subscribers tomorrow morning. Here's a review. In the market conditions section, we explained that stocks experienced gains as the Dow Jones Industrial Average and S&P 500 headed for their third consecutive winning week. Inflation, a key concern for the Federal Reserve, showed signs of easing with the personal consumption expenditure. That's the one that the Fed likes to look at, P-E-C-E-P, P-C-P, personal consumption expenditure price index, reaching its lowest level in nearly two years. The data is significant following the recent interest rate hike by the central bank. While earnings seasons continue with positive results from companies like Procter Gamble and Intel, Ford Motors shares, Ford Motors shares fell despite beating estimates due to delays in electronic vehicle adoption. Despite a losing session prior, the Dow and Nasdaq seemed set for a modest weekly gain. Had a great day today, though. While earnings season continued with positive results from companies like Procter Gamble and Intel. Um, you know, I we we expect the comp the the we don't expect the market to have any huge pullback. Not sure what's going to drive it forward going up, but maybe the assumption that the Fed's getting very low, close to being ending its increase in its rate. Despite the Federal Reserve's raising interest rates to a two-decade high, the U.S. experienced fast economic growth. As I pointed out earlier, the GDP was up 2.4 percent annual rate surpassing the expectation of 2%. So that was good news as far as economists and stock investors. But on the other hand, does that mean the Federal Reserve is going to keep putting pressure on raising rates? I think they might. I think they'll raise it at least one more time, to be honest. There's a lot more com- commentary and detail in the newsletter. So if you're interested, you've got to get the newsletter. In the stock ideas sections, we highlighted a holding company with a wide, wide array of subsidiaries, subsidiaries engaged in diverse activities. The firm's core business segment is insurance. The company has used the excess cash thrown off from the insurance business and its other operations over the years to acquire railroad, utilities, energy distributors, and firms that make up its manufacturing service and retailing operations. The conglomerate is unique in that it is run on a completely decentralized basis. Book value per share, which is a good proxy for measuring changes in the intrinsic value, increased at an estimated 18.3% during the 1965 to 2023-23. uh, compared with 9.9% annualized return for the S&P 500 index. So it's growing its money uh, and value much better than the overall S&P 500. 
We also looked at a defensive contractor stock. It makes jet jet engines. It's a jet engine manufacturer. The firm segments includes aerospace, marine, combat systems, and technologies. The marine segment creates and services nuclear-powered submarines, destroyers, and other ships. The technology segment primarily services the government market. The stock price has been building a long-running base from around $210. The more it consolidates in this range, the higher the probability of breaking out, assuming earnings continue to stay strong. And, of course, we name names and symbols in the newsletter. They're always there. There's four sections of the newsletter. Those are two. The main section, uh, market condition section, and the stock ideas. We always give you two stock ideas every year. So, that's a teaser. The KPP Premium Tuesday. You can subscribe and receive the full report via email each Saturday. To do that, you got to go to the go to investtalk.com. Let's grab a caller question from 888-99-CHART. Hello, big fan of the show. I just wanted to see what kind of economic reports or indicators you guys use to see what kind of a market environment we're in. Thank you. Well, you know, the 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 economy is always going up or down. It is in. It's always in a wave that way. It's just like the stock market. And so, what do you look at to see if the economy is where it is in the current environment? Okay, and that's always you know not that hard to know where it is. Right now, we're in a growth environment, and you look at the GDP numbers. That will tell you, but it won't tell you what it's going to be. But it always tells you what it was. Looking forward, what has been reliable for quite a few decades has been whether or not the the is the bond market and what condition the bond market is. And right now, we're in a, uh, a condition that tells us that there's a recession on the way because the yield curve is all whacked. It's wrong. Short-term rates uh, yields are much higher than long-term yield, and that's not that's very abnormal. Then again, coming out of COVID with all the shutting down the economy and then the government spending four to six trillion extra dollars in debt, pumping all that money into the system, causing inflation, causing the Fed, all this, what, causing the Fed to raise rates. All this activity has really screwed up the normal economic factors that most of us rely on. They're kind of, they're kind of out of norm, out of norm. So it's difficult. Um, but we do look at the interest rate, the yields, uh, uh, the treasuries, uh, and um, the environment, uh, the GDP environment, and the world economy in general. Because we are subject to what's going on in the world, just like they are subject to us. But, of course, we're the huge dog in the world, and the rest of the world is basically uh, the tail because you know we get what a twenty three trillion dollar GDP. China has fourteen fifteen trillion dollars, um, and uh, then the next biggest con- country is what Japan or Germany at about five six trillion. And you know, so what happens in the United States and China really matters a great deal. What happens to the rest of the world? Just that's the way it is right now in this environment. So. Thanks for the question. I appreciate that. 
Justin Klein and I have been telling you for a while now that we are in a new market environment. Cycles are a natural part of almost everything in life. And, of course, the stock market and the economy is no different. Got bull markets, bear markets, and in the stock market. And right now we're in a bull market phase. Serious investors, i I be honest, I thought we would be uh, in a slump by this time, July, August. We would be in a little slump. Uh, I did think that we would have a positive year, um, but I didn't think it would all come in the first six months of the year. I felt more confident it would come in the last three months of the year, but it's not what's happening. Okay, uh, so, but you got to deal with reality. You can't, you know, you can think what might be going on, but you got to deal with what really is happening, and then you got to fit your investment strategy to the times that you're in, and that's what we do at KPP Financial. We operate with the philosophy of independent thinking and shared success. We do that by uh, implementing unbiased guidance. We don't we don't have any bias one way or another. We try to take the economy and the stock market as it is. We also do, uh, we participate in our investments alongside our clients. We call it parallel investing. We buy the same things for ourselves. We do for our clients at the same price, same percentage. You know, this is just how we operate. Uh, we have different investment strategies that we implement uh, for our clients and for ourselves. We have five different programs from very risky to less, much less risky. You know, um, and one thing we like to do, and a lot of uh, investment advisors will do it, free portfolio review. What we look at a little bit different is we try to gauge, you know, after talking to you, how much risk you want to take and then take a look at your portfolio and see how much risk you actually are taking. A lot of, you know, you got to match that up so you're comfortable with what you're investing. You can call our KPP Financial Office in Irvine, California for an appointment. And after about 10 minutes to talk to us, I think you'll find that we're pretty different. We're not the same as everybody else. Um, there is no obligation. We will help you even if you don't become a client. That's okay. We'd still like to look at your portfolio. We'll still like analyze your risk tolerance and tell you what we think. And then you can take it from there. We can help you, and we really want to help you, but you got to let us do it. It's up to you. The sooner you contact us, the sooner we can help you. So give us a call. This is Invest Talk. We have now more than 54 million downloads. And I want to thank you for that. It's really appreciated. Next up, more market analysis from answers to your questions. So hang on. In today's world, a variety of factors are affecting the stock markets. Serious investors know building a secure financial future requires hard work and determination. That's why now, more than ever, when it comes to the planning, execution, and maintenance of your portfolio, you need InvestTalk. InvestTalk is a free download. Your participation makes it unique. Don't forget to call InvestTalk, 888-99-CHART. Okay, let's go to Fernando in the Bay Area. How you doing, Fernando? I'm doing good, Steve. Uh, I have a quick question that I cannot seem to get the answer I'm looking at the Vanguard, uh, the ticker symbol is Victor USD, boy. It's V-U-S-D. Okay. Ultra it's short Vanguard bond. Ultra short bond, correct. Yes. And, and on the, I have the SEC 30-day yield, the distribution yield, 
TTM, and then the 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 annual G, uh, dividend yield, uh-huh. and these are three different numbers. Mm-hmm. Let's say if I purchase this uh, ETF, what is the the yield that I would get? Three point two percent right now. That's what they're paying right now. Okay, going forward. Now, ultra short means that the they have these bonds that you know mature within days maybe a week so they're very 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 short why is that a good or a bad thing the good thing is that the net asset value of it doesn't move a lot it does not go up and down very fast because you you know what you're going to get in a very short period of time so you're going to earn about 3.2 percent but that's based on what they paid so far this year if interest rates change going forward which they always do you can't rely on that 3.2% for very long because it's an ultra-short bond fund. In other words, what the Federal Reserve does, raising and lower rates, matters to this fund. And if the Federal Reserve is raising rates, raising rates, this should do pretty well. Yield should go up, up, not down. The yield should go up. So, you know, you're going to get about... Between three and three and a half percent, probably the rest of this year. That's what you're going to get. But now, no thanks for the call. I appreciate it. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. We have one goal here, everybody, to help you achieve your financial freedom. And our work will continue right after this break. So get your questions in now. Eight 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 ninety nine chart. And I've got a question about warrant shares. I think that's the right term. Got a question for Steve or Justin? 888-99-CHART. You've got finance and investment questions, and Justin Klein and Steve Peasley are ready with their unbiased answers. Don't forget to call InvestTalk, 888-99-CHART. Hi, this is Vivian Martin in San Jose. Uh, I don't know whether this is something you can answer or not, but I still have a mortgage and I'm in my late 70s. And I was wondering, it used to be that you could have a mortgage that would pay off your mortgage if you defaulted. I think it was an insurance plan, I'm sorry. And mortgage insurance, and it didn't have to do with repairs and all that kind of stuff. And I wanted to find out, if you think that would still be available, I have about 200000 left. I have 10 years left on my mortgage. Thank you for answering the question. Bye. I'm not sure what she's asking. Insurance to pay off your mortgage. Uh, there's fire insurance and homeowner's insurance that if something happens to your house, they'll fix it or repair it or rebuild it. Um, but insurance to pay off your mortgage. Um, you know, they have mortgage, it's called mortgage insurance. They have that, but that's if you default on the mortgage and you decide not to pay it. That's, that's not benefiting you as the individual at all. That benefits the mortgage company that holds the mortgage, the bank. If you default, the mortgage insurance will pay the, pay the bank, whatever's left on the, on the, on the mortgage. But they, you don't, you're, you, the bank owns the building. You don't. So, so I'm not sure what the 
what you're asking. You don't want mortgage insurance if you have more than 20% equity in your house anyways because it doesn't do you any good. It's only for the bank's benefit. So there is no insurance that pays off your mortgage for you. You know, just to pay off your mortgage for you. There's no such thing. 888-99-CHART. Okay, so... um. They're making changes for your 401k. And the changes they made, uh, I don't know if it's going to be implemented. I don't think it's going to be implemented this year. They said it's going to be, they said it. Uh, it's to take effect uh, this year or starting next year. Let's see, when's the date? In December. And I don't think it will because there's too many questions still. But the changes are if you make more than $145,000 and you're over 50, you can't, you can't, uh, uh, put in your you can't put in extra money in your 401k for the catch-up clause which allows you to put like $7500 more in a year if you make too much money $145,000 a year or more uh, but you can do it in a Roth 401k but you can't do it and have the tax write-off that's the major change that they're dealing with and that affects you and me Okay, so, but they're having trouble with the law, but it's supposed to take effect in December. We'll see, okay? Um, And looking, um, you know, we've had a really good first part of the year, first half of the year. Five out of the six months are up. uh, And and when I look back, there's like 10 periods where the first part of the year has done this. Okay, where five, or at least five of the months of the first six months were up. And I wanted to see, well, what happens to the, what happened after the rest of the year? What happened, was it up, down, down? I don't know. What was it? Well, it turns out 100% of the time, all the time, every one of these, the market ends up up more for the second half of the year. The average is 8%. Now, the trick is, I don't know if that is, you know, goes, it goes down sharply, then recovers at the end of the year. Remember, the first, the last three months and the first three months of the year are the best months of the year annually. Always have been. Statistics bear that out. Doesn't have to be true, but it's pretty, pretty, pretty true. Okay? We have a short voicemail question. Let's tackle that one. Hi. I wanted to get your opinion on Eli Lilly, super symbol LLY, and the healthcare sector in general in this environment. Thank you. Bye. Well, it's done very well. It's been in a long-term rally. You're you're chasing performance here because it's been going up and up and up and up. Uh, they're going to make $8.73 this year. They're going to make $12.05 next year. But you're looking at a P.E. of 50 to 55 based on the next year's earnings. Too expensive. Personally, my personal thought, too expensive. I would not chase it. Don't chase it. Okay? I'm CPs, and this completes another Investop program. Justin Klein, I thank you for listening. And we encourage you to tell your friends and family members about our free podcast downloads. You can get your download anytime at iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. And if you get it from iTunes, please rate us. We would love a rate on iTunes, and we'll answer a question right away if you do. Remember to follow us on social media, and be sure to like and tag the Investop show that helps everyone in the invest talk community independent thinking shares your sex this is invest talk enjoy the weekend everybody invest talk is a trademark of kpp financial 
Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them. Specifically, nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell security. Because such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. Invest Talk is a copyrighted program of Klein, Pavlis, and Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor firm which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1 800 557 5461. Steve Peasley is president, and Justin Klein is chief executive officer of Klein, Pavlis, and Peasley Financial. Thank you for listening, and your comments and questions are welcome on our 24 hour listener line at 888 99 Chart.